Welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Indonesia. I chose Indonesia this time because the holiday of Ramadan, the Islamic month-long holiday about self-reflection, starts on Monday, April 12th this year. And so I thought I would bring you a story from the country with the largest Muslim population in the world. Well, actually, this week I'm bringing you two stories. This is partially why this episode is a little late. And also partially because the sun is out and I wanted to go hiking. I live in Oregon and you have to take advantage of nice weather when it comes. Anyways, the first story I found and wanted to share ended up being a little on the short side. So, since Indonesia is a country made up of many islands, so many in fact that nobody really even knows the exact number, I thought I would find another short story from a different island than the first. Our first story is called Tutu Mu and the Giant, and it is from the island of Java. It's about a girl who must fend for herself against a giant while her mother is out. The second story is from the island of Sumatra and is a famous Indonesian tale about two sisters who are very different from each other. Over the years, it's been made into a musical, a soap opera, and a number of animated and live-action films. It is called Bawang Puti and Bawang Mera and is translated into garlic and shallot, which seems like an interesting choice for character names until you remember Snow White. That's a pretty unusual name, too. Coincidentally, garlic and shallots, which are similar to onions, are fundamental ingredients in many Indonesian dishes. It's a story similar to Cinderella, with a sweet, humble heroine and a cruel stepmother and stepsister. So let's get started and settle in for two stories from the islands of Indonesia. Find a comfortable spot, grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket, and get ready for our journey. Are you ready? Let's go. Tutu Mu and the Giant. Once on the island of Java, there was a little girl named Tutu Mu. She lived with her mama in a one-room house in a forest. They were poor, but they were happy, or they would have been happy if not for a terrible giant who came every day. Each morning, when Tutu Mu woke up, she fastened her hair with a long hairpin. Then she hurried into the woods to help Mama gather firewood and herbs to sell at the village market. When that was done, Mama cooked a small pot of plain rice and shared it with Tutu Mu for breakfast. She also cooked a huge pot of sweet porridge. She made it from tasty rice flour, fragrant coconut milk, and lots of sugar. But not even the tiniest bit of porridge was for Tutu Mu and her mama. It was all for the giant. Mama knew if the giant came and did not find a full pot of porridge, he would eat Tutu Mu instead. Then Mama left for the market while Tutu Mu did the housework. She shook out their sleeping mats and washed their few dishes. Then she went outside to play. Soon she heard the giant's terrible footsteps. Tutu Mu ran into the house, picked up the covered pot of porridge, placed it outside on the doorstep, 
and shut and locked the door. Then she crouched and trembled in the corner. The giant stamped up to the house. With one huge finger, he knocked on the door. Then he called, Tutu Moo, where are you? And Tutu Moo answered, In the house. And where is your mama? At the market. And where is my porridge? In the pot. The giant took off the cover, picked up the pot, and swallowed the porridge in one big gulp. Then he threw down the pot and stamped back through the forest. This happened every day. When Mama returned in the evening, she brought food that she had bought with the money earned at the market. But since they had to feed the giant, there was never enough for themselves. One day, Mama did not sell as much as usual. When she came home, she only had enough food for the giant. She and Tutu Moo had to go hungry. The next day was the same, and so was the day after that. Tutu Moo and her mama were starving. On the fourth morning, Tutu Moo got up, fastened her hair with a long hairpin, and helped mama gather firewood and herbs. Then mama cooked the porridge for the giant and left for the market. The sweet smell of porridge filled the little house. Tutu Moo was so hungry, she couldn't stand it. I'll just eat one spoonful, she said to herself. The giant will never know. Tutu Moo uncovered the pot and ate one spoonful. But she was too hungry to stop. Before she knew what she was doing, a quarter of the porridge was gone. Then she heard the giant's terrible footsteps. Tutu Moo quickly covered the pot, placed it outside on the doorstep, and shut and locked the door. Then she crouched and trembled in a corner. The giant stamped up to the house. With one huge finger, he knocked on the door. Then he called, Tutu Moo, where are you? And Tutu Moo answered, In the house. And where is your mama? At the market. And where is my porridge? In the pot. The giant took off the cover, picked up the pot, stopped, and looked. This pot is not full, bellowed the giant. He threw it down and called again. Tutu Moo, where are you? Tutu Moo did not answer. With one blow of his fist, the giant knocked down the door. He reached his long arm in and felt all around until he found Tutu Moo. <gasps> then he pulled her from the house, tossed her in his mouth, and swallowed her in one big gulp. Tutu Moo tumbled into the giant's stomach. Please, let me out, she shouted. But the giant didn't listen, and he turned and stamped back through the forest. Tutu Moo cried and shook with fear. Then all of a sudden, she remembered her long hairpin. She quickly pulled it from her hair, and with both hands and all of her strength, Tutu Moo stuck it into the giant. Yow! shouted the giant. Tutu Moo stuck him again. How? Ah! The giant danced about, but there was nothing he could do. Tutu Moo, stop! But Tutu Moo did not stop. She stuck the giant again and again. The bellowing giant raced through the woods. Mad with pain, he did not look where he was going. He tripped on a root and cracked his head on a rock. The giant was dead, but Tutu Moo was still trapped inside. At that moment, Mama was on her way home. She had been very lucky that day and had quickly sold all she had carried to the market. So she had bought rice, fish, and vegetables, and even roasted peanuts. 
as a special treat for Tutu Moo. But when she reached the house, she saw the porch thrown down and the door knocked in. She called, Tutu Moo, where are you? There was no answer. Mama grabbed a big cookie knife and ran along the trail of the giant's footsteps, calling, Tutu Moo, where are you? Still no answer. Then she came to where the giant lay dead. But her daughter was nowhere to be seen. So she called one last time, Tutu Moo, where are you? And Tutu Moo answered, I'm the giant. With both hands and all her strength, Mama slit the giant's side open and out climbed Tutu Moo. From that time on, Tutu Moo and her mama were very happy. There was no more giant to bother them. They always had enough to eat and they had sweet porridge for breakfast every single day. The end. Bawang puti and bawang mera, or garlic and shallot. In a small village on the island of Sumatra, there lived a wealthy merchant and his lovely wife. They had a sweet and respectful daughter named Bawang Puti. For a long time, they led blissful lives. However, one day the wife fell ill and died soon after. Bawang Puti was grieved by her mother's death. <laughs> Unable to see his daughter suffering, the merchant married again. His second wife was also lovely. She was a widow with one child named Bawang Mera. The merchant was glad to have remarried and was happy that Bawang Puti had a new sister to play with. The new family was very happy together. Unfortunately, a few years later, the merchant also fell ill and died. Bawang Puti was left with her stepmother and stepsister. Soon, the stepmother and stepsister's treatment of Bawang Puti changed. The stepmother and stepsister became harsh and demanding. They made Bawang Puti do all of the cleaning and cooking and yelled at her all day long. The stepmother spoiled her own daughter, Bawang Mera, with dresses and other nice things, but refused to buy anything for Bawang Puti. At first, Bawang Puti was dejected but she tried to remain cheerful and hopeful. She believed that one day everything would change for her if she just kept being kind. She grew to be a bright, beautiful young woman, even prettier than Bawang Mera. Her stepmother and stepsister envied her greatly. They made her suffer even more, giving her lots of chores to do from dawn to dusk. Bawa Puti's only refuge was in the forest by the river, where she washed everyone's clothes. This was the only time she was free from their torment. One day, while washing clothes, the strong currents of the river caught a hold of a red scarf that belonged to Bawang Mera, and it pulled it down the river. Oh no. Afraid that Bawang Mera would scold her, she ran along the river with a stick to retrieve the scarf. However, the water flowed too fast. Soon the red scarf was out of her sight. Bawang Puti ran as fast as she could to catch up with the scarf. After running for some time, she happened upon a small shack by the bank of the river. Outside, an old woman was tending to her garden. When she heard Bawang Puti, she looked up. Hello there, young girl. Who are you? And what are you doing here? The old woman greeted her. I'm Bawang Puti, madam. 
I'm looking for my sister's red scarf. It drifted down the river. Have you seen it? said Bawang Puti. Yes, I have, dear, and I'd be happy to give it to you. But you must first help me with some chores, said the old woman. Oh, of course, madame, answered Bawang Puti. Bawang Puti helped the old woman tidy her shack and cook some food. The old woman was happy to have Bawang Puti's help. Thank you, Bawang Puti. Here's your sister's scarf. And also, because you've helped me, I will give you a present, said the old woman. She presented Bawang Puti with two pumpkins, one large and the other small. Oh, no, madame, you don't need to do that, said Bawang Puti. You've helped me as well, so you don't have to give me a present. But I insist, child, said the old woman. Bawang Puti was not greedy, so she chose the small pumpkin. After thanking the old woman, she went home. When she got home, Bawang Mera and her mother scolded her because she was late. Where have you been? We've been waiting for you. Cook for us now. We're hungry. I was chasing your scarf, Bawang Mera. It drifted down the river, replied Bawang Puti. What is that pumpkin in your hands? Give it to me. I want to see it, said Bawang Mera. Bawang Mera yanked the pumpkin from Bawa Puti's hands and threw it on the ground. The pumpkin cracked open and jewels and coins spilled out. Amazed, Bawang Puta told them how the old woman had given her the pumpkin. Hearing the story, they scolded her again for taking the small pumpkin and not the large one. Silly girl, I will find that old lady and take the large pumpkin, and then I will become richer than you, <laughs> laughed Bawang Mera. The next day, Bawang Mera purposely drifted her red scarf down the river and went searching for the old woman's shack. The old woman asked Bawang Mera to help her do some chores before handing the scarf back, but Bawang Mera refused. Instead, she poked around the shack until she found the large pumpkin. And I'll be taking this, old woman, cried Bawang Mera, running with the pumpkin. When she got home, she and her mother threw the large pumpkin on the ground. This time, instead of jewels and coins, scorpions, worms, and snakes crawled and slithered out from the broken bits. The stepmother and stepsister cried out in surprise and pain as they were quickly bitten and stung by the snakes and scorpions. The good-hearted Bawang Puti helped them get rid of the pests and helped to mend their wounds. However, Bawang Puti had finally decided that she had had enough of their cruelty and abuse. She told them, This house and all the jewelry and all the coins that were given to me will belong to me. And you will never order me to do housework again, said Bawang Puti. Bawang Mera and her mother realized their mistakes and apologized for their actions. They promised to never torment Bawang Puti again. With her treasure, Bawang Puti became a rich young woman, and because she was clever, hardworking, and kind, she lived happily ever after. The end. Welcome back. I hope you liked these Javan and Sumatran tales. I liked that in Tutu Mu, her hairpin is mentioned early in the story 
as a little foreshadowing hint that it might play an important role later. And I loved that at the end of Bawang Puti and Bawang Mera, Bawang Puti finally stood up for herself and demanded respect. Which story was your favorite? That's it for this episode. If you want to learn more about Indonesia and its history and culture, make sure you listen to this week's informational episode. It is episode 15B, Let's Learn About Indonesia. You can also follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast, where I post maps, photos, and book recommendations for each country or culture that I feature. You can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're so inclined, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I have been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Until next time, bye! Thank you.